Welcome back into the mental game where this week's guest is NFL reporter Kay Adams. You say, wait, what is important to me? Am I taking care of myself? Do I even check in with myself? And in this episode, Kay opens up about her sports broadcasting career, where many of you found her on NFL Network as a co-host of Good Morning Football, but now she stars in her own show, Up and Adams on FanDuel. We talk about that, mental health, what it's like to go to therapy, and of course, her Bengals fandom, all of that and much, much more coming up in this episode. But once again, if you're loving the mental game, please like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your family, tell your friends, as we try to help as many people as possible with their mental health. But now it is time for the latest episode here on The Mental Game with Kay Adams. Welcome back into The Mental Game. As you can tell, i got a very special guest with me here in the Bengals locker room, Kay Adams. Kay, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Brandon. You're here on your training camp tour as part of your show, and you just wrapped that up. Is this just crazy to you to be bouncing from training camp to training camp trying to get in and get as many interviews and meet fans and just have a fun time <laughs> it's so fun it's so stressful it is so up and down <laughs> i'm not the best at time management and i'm not the most patient person i'm working on it we can talk about that on the podcast uh but it's always rewarding to get to see the players talk to them on camera always the best parts are off camera of course when yep. you get a little bit more humanity out sure. of a media trained personality uh, and i always like bringing in the human side out of these players who are sort of not treating treated that way yeah day in day out but yeah my show is up in Adams uh, and you can check it out on YouTube we'll be streaming live in September which is huge news so the at sign up in Adams show on YouTube yeah it's been awesome to see you go out on your own we're gonna get into your whole career from yeah. NFL Network to up in Adams now with FanDuel but first thing I ask everyone on the mental game is what does mental health mean to you and everyone has a different answer whether it's something that you know they didn't really take care of early on or maybe there's a traumatic event that made them you know, realize they needed to take care of their mental health. Mm -hmm. But I'll ask you the same thing. What does it mean to you? I think mental health is something that was never considered in my life. Definitely not talked about through my, my childhood. Mm -hmm. uh, but now it's something that you hear about and that you certainly consider between your ears yourself as you look in the mirror every morning while you're yeah. getting ready, while you're preparing for your day, while you're going through your habits. Uh, and it becoming normalized in the everyday is hugely important. To me, mental health is truly the consistent checking in with yourself and others and making it more of part of a health than a mental health. It sort of should be synonymous with the health of everyone's well-being mm -hmm. in general. That's something I say. I mean, if you, if you break your arm, you're going to the doctor to get a cast and to have surgery, whatever. You should do the same thing with your mental health. Your background grew up in Chicago, but your parents immigrated here from Poland. Mm -hmm. And I mean, your childhood was all about your culture, right? And just how you were raised with your parents. Just walk me through what your childhood was like. My childhood was definitely um, very strict, very uh, immigrant mentality. The thought of mental health, even even physical health yeah. was not a huge topic. It was more, you know, I think, uh, and we can talk a little bit just about my, my mental health and all of that. I, I run a program of survival. I'm mm -hmm. just trying to, whatever I can do to keep clawing yeah. to get from this camp. We don't know where we're going tomorrow. Right. We're like on the fly trying to, I'm a very on the fly person. Mm -hmm. It's not the healthiest. I definitely <laughs> thrive in chaos. Yeah, I'm the same way. So I'm sort of now at an interesting part in my life where I'm trying to figure out why that is, why I prefer that, yeah. why I'm more comfortable feeling 
like I'm in a tornado all the time with my back against the wall. Well, your career has you know, skyrocketed. You've worked your ass off to get here. You went to Mizzou and you were just, from what I've doing my research like I do before every interview, I mean, you're trying to get in every door, just, I don't know, maybe fib a little bit on your experience <laughs> when it comes to different radio stations. Okay, hold on. I would so, say, I mean, I did the same you thing. Just, in my... You operate from a place of yes, of yeah. confidence, fake confidence most of the time. Yep. And I just had the approach, a survival approach, truly. Sure. Of, sure. I can do that. Yeah. Do you know how to do this? Do you know how to send out, uh, hurricane warnings or tornado <laughs> warnings for the entire Midwest. Sure. I do. I can, yeah. do you know how to edit things together? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. It was a lot of that. Yeah. And I just had a talent for that, that I was always confident in. It, I'm very confident with my work. It's that it's improv, everything yeah. else. That's a little wonky. Well, I think I heard of the country station <laughs> one where you're like, yeah, I love country music. I can figure this out. No idea. <laughs> Literally, no, I was like Taylor Swift, maybe? Sure. Yeah, like, sure. I had no idea. <laughs> Younger in my career, I just learned if you look like you're supposed to be there 99% of the time, yeah. you'll get through security, you'll get through it was somewhere on the field. Um, but was this always the dream? Like, who did you look up to and you saw, wow, this looks cool? You know, I wanted to do entertainment reporting. I okay. thought it would be so fun and glamorous yeah. and really easy to go <laughs> be on a red carpet at the Oscars and interview, you know, George Clooney walking by. That yeah. sounded fun to me. And then, of course, I had that opportunity. It was just less compelling and mentally stimulating to me. That, and it's hard to do when there's a, that, that world is incredible. Yeah. But it just was a, a little more interesting to me to get stories out of athletes mm -hmm. and the greatest, most dramatic sport there is, in my opinion, which is football. So it sort of drew me and attracted me and vice versa. And there was some sort of magnetic compelment, compelling nature to it that I just yeah. was really, really attracted to the story of these guys in sports. And I could somehow, for some reason, just talk with the best of them when it came to yeah. my opinions on what's going on in the field. Well, it's obviously a natural fit for you and anyone can, can read highlights or, or do a nightly sports, you know, three minutes like I used to do on the local station I here in Cincinnati. If anybody but, can read highlights, good for you. But I, I was going to say like being a storyteller yeah. and being able to interview, that is a big key skill. And it's been very fun to watch you have a few people on your new show talking about mental health. Solomon Thomas is one of them. Lane Johnson, another um, but you've included it in Brandon your Marshall was a guest on my show every week last year. Yes. And he was a bit of a pioneer when it comes to, you know, people, people want to think what they want about Brandon Marshall. Everyone has an opinion on him, of course, but he really was back in the day. Yeah. One of the first NFL players to come out and say, this is something that we should be talking about more. It's a big part of the game. And I want other people to be more op open and vulnerable about it. Well, they inspire me. All of the athletes inspire me. Well, it's incredible how they speak up. I had our mutual friend, Nate Burleson, on earlier this season. My brother. Uh, we got to get Brandon Marshall on, so we'll send this to him, and then yeah. he'll do it after Nate, this. <laughs> Nate and I had this amazing, unique thing that we got to sit every morning for three hours, Brandon, and meet NFL players, and also through these this – he was there five years. I was there six years. Mm -hmm. Through this span, watch the idea of mental health awareness become more than something that flashed on the screen. Yeah. 
more than, oh, let's play homage to this for this given month mm-hmm. or this given whatever. And we really got to, as you have, you know, over three hours a day, players come on all the time and it just, you could see it would become more normalized. It would become something that ended up helping players. And when you sure. have players like um, a, a Nick or Joey Bosa and you have a player like recently this week, Tristan Wirfs, mm-hmm. like these badass yeah. athletes come out and say, yeah, I struggled a little bit. I can now tell, and I'll be honest with you, without even saying it, I can tell this week on my training camp tours, mm-hmm. when a player says something like, I'm just trying to be where my feet are. I'm just trying, I'm like, that is being taught. That is something yeah. that you are talking to someone about. And you can really pick that up off of the players these days. It's really amazing. Yeah. Because it's a lot. Living is a lot. Being at that level, being competitive mm-hmm. is a lot. Well, that's what I had Joe Bur- Burrow's parents on the podcast earlier this year. Robin. They're awesome. So that when they talked about uh, Joe paying those medical bills at the Children's Hospital for 20 families, that came from our show. And it was just, it was so cool to see the internet be like, Oh, wow, this is amazing. But people don't know behind the scenes how much he's doing for mental health. His parents are. They're great people. Um, You mentioned NFL Network. That was just such a special group of people on Good Morning Football, and that was a big part of your career. Looking back at that, how much did you enjoy that experience? It was everything. It was you could not pick a job that would make you better at being on television Mm -hmm. because you, you know, I'm a very quick, let's get to it. Three, the three-hour show is done, and I've got 21 hours until the next show. Yeah. So then, and you just live in the cycle. You're mm-hmm. always a part of it. You know what's going on. I felt so blessed to be in, you know, maybe not every household. It doesn't have, you know, yeah. the ratings weren't like the, but we were in all the important places. We were in the team locker rooms. Yeah. We had that visibility with the GMs and the owners, mm-hmm. and it was so supported by NF, the NFL family. Um I, I mean, most of my, look, like I come here and I'm trying to book shows, right? Like yeah. You book your own guests too. It's yeah. not easy to do, but you're relying on your body of work, mm-hmm. how professional you are, how much credibility you have, yeah. how safe someone feels coming onto your show. Yeah. Um, and it sort of feels good to have throughout, throughout that made relationships that I can sort of grow and learn more about these people one-on-one. Well, thank you for coming on one and saying that about, about me. It has been cool having people share their stories because it feels like, this has become a platform where they've never been asked about their mental health or mm-hmm. what they've gone through and they've told stories that they haven't told before. And that's been pretty cool talking with guys mm-hmm. like Ryan Shazier and Nate Burleson and Ian Rappaport, like just hearing those types of stories. For you, your mental health background, you mentioned like it wasn't talked about mm-hmm. a lot at home as a kid. And I think that was the same for me. I mean, I graduated college in 2015 and I never heard about mental health in school at all. That's, I'm about to turn 30 in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that long ago. When did you kind of realize that it was something that you needed to take care of? I think with being around these NFL players who are more and more open, mm-hmm. as I said earlier, it's super inspiring. And I think you just have to get to a place on your own terms in your own life. And it's sort of obviously the normalization of it, the vulnerability of people yeah. who are using their platform to be open about, not mm-hmm. even advocate for it. Not sure. everybody has to be Hayden Hurst, yeah. who does so Great much guy. in his community. I just went on, they had their pod pod-a-thon yeah. a couple of weeks ago and I was happy to jump on. And him and his mom are so amazing yeah. at the work they do. I got back from Italy and was on like an hour <laughs> later and said, absolutely, I'll do anything because he really means it and he's, such yeah, he a, he's a brilliant advocate for it. Um, I sort of, I think you get to a place in your life pandemic, if I'm being honest, 
really kicked me out of a hamster wheel that I was comfortable in. I think that's my mental health journey. I'm very comfortable being a tough cookie who I've worked through a kidney infection, kidney stones. I've had a surgical procedure the night before a show and I'm just like, I'm doing it. And then you get to pandemic and you get kicked out of this vibe in this circular situation that you're Mm -hmm. in and you say, wait, what is important to me? Am I taking care of myself? Yeah. Do I even check in with myself? Or am I too concerned with distracting myself yeah. from what's really important? How much time's going to go by that I, you know, will feel like I've wasted my life? Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, that went into a lot of my pandemic self-care, whether it was, do I even do enough for myself physically, which affects my mental well-being? It all sort of connects. Yeah. So what I've noticed is the person that I am on media, television, in interviews, on my show, I would like to be truly more like that person Mm -hmm. because I struggle more. And I sort of realized this with, there's safety in being on TV, being live as you're seeing today in the action because I'm very present in the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm not distracted by anything. I am there. You and I are talking right now. I don't don't care what's going on on the other side. I don't care about my phone. I'm really here. And I have this big struggle with focusing or being present outside of it. I'm constantly belaboring the past. I'm constantly becoming really increasingly anxious about the future, about mm-hmm. how, you know, and it's a big undertaking also to start your own show. Yeah. That's your name that, you know, is that you're trying to build and build respectfully and all of that. So you really have to check in with yourself. And I started going to therapy very recently. Mm-hmm. I'd say within the, you know, I stopped while I was in Italy. So a couple, I've been like seven or eight times. Okay. Just on Zoom. Uh, and it's like dating. Yeah. So I do want to say that to, and it's, it's not, it's, it's you have to just get over it because you have to date around a little bit and find the person that you really feel safety with. Mm-hmm. I struggle just in general to feel safety and trust with people. Yeah. So it's been I've tried two or three and now I'm finally, I think, in a great place right. where I'm speaking the right language and I'm learning and I'm growing and and doing all of that. But just like the hour a week to just talk through yep. some of your stuff. And I'm not unpacking some major childhood things. I've, you know, I, I feel very fortunate in that, but everybody deserves some space for yourself. Yep. Everyone deserves a little moment to talk. Now, I will say, I've definitely told, I told my mom this and she's like, oh God, what's wrong? Like she, to her therapy is still this alarming right. old school. What's wrong with you? And I said, no, like I'm, I'm trying to make myself the best version of myself that I can be. So I encourage anybody to do that. And you might strike out on the first person you go talk to or whatever. You know, meditation's really brilliant. Mm -hmm. I struggle with it because I'm insane, Brandon. (laughs) Just in my head, just a little, I I just, I struggle to focus. But I want to be the person I am when I'm present, like in this moment, Mm -hmm. all of the time. That's my goal. Well, that was a great answer. And thank you for opening Mm up. You mentioned how you live in chaos and like you're just, it's just natural for you to kind of run like that. What is the, you talked about a little bit there, what you struggle with, with just everything happening and balancing it all. But are there, are there nights or or were there days when you, you know, we're thinking about going to therapy. We're like, wow, I'm just, maybe I do need to unpack or just do something different because I am struggling at this moment. I think work wise, never, but personal wise, yes. I think I, I think anybody likes to be in stuff that makes them comfortable, even if it's, even if it's, 
toxic or yeah. whatever. So I like the chaos. I like the, but when it comes to my personal life, I believe that's sort of why I throw myself into work. And yeah. it's just so you're sure you're successful, but is that all that there is? Those are the questions you start asking yourself. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say it's, it's for me personally, as much a need, as much as a final desire to set some time apart for myself mm-hmm. to not only check in with myself, but to try to be able to use that to be a better person for other people who I love in my life. Well, I was going to ask you also, what are some of the things that you do to like check out like, and just feel better yeah. like in yourself? Because for me, um, I quit drinking. I hit six months last week. I thought you're about to put, thank you. I thought you're about to put your shades on no. during the interview. Um, I was like too cool for me. Congrats. Thank you. Um, but like, I love just walking outside, listening to music or driving around, listening to music. What are some things that kind of help you when you're having you know, a bad day or struggling with some anxiety? I've learned that I'm an introvert. Okay. I have learned over, I'd say the past 10 years that I need some me time. Mm-hmm. And that will look like, you know, after these, this training camp tour with the up and Adam show, I will take the, the longest hike yeah. <laughs> you can imagine with nothing but earphones with no music. Just so nobody just talks to me or okay. says hi. And I like the idea of total silence. When you're walking, you're just focused on what's right ahead of you. Yeah. It's hard. I, I feel very, especially if it's a like a sort of a strenuous hike, I'm really into that. So um, I take a walk every day, though. I take about a four and a half mile walk wow. around my neighborhood every single day. And that has really helped me sort of center myself, I think. Yeah. I struggle less with anxiety and... Um, and more with just trying to balance my life and my head really runs a couple of stories. It runs some yeah. programs and it runs very fast. So anything that I can do to sort of get out of my head yeah. is great. I struggle to like sleep because I'm thinking about who I'm going to book next or what this show is going to be like or when it's going to come out with each episode. Um, I know we got only got a few more minutes. I want to ask you some fun questions too. Okay. Uh, I'm from Cincinnati and so I'm still based here. Big Bengals fan. Uh, what was the connection with the Bengals? Like you're like a Bengals super fan and Bengals Twitter has loved you and still does. I love Bengals. <laughs> I love, it's not just the Twitter, it's the real yeah. fans. I was just hanging out with them outside here at practice. Well, it's just a great organization that I caught on the upswing. Yeah. And I don't know how all of the national media just, you know, it's very hard, slow moving. Yeah. And so it's always Steelers and Ravens and like Bengals are just bad. Well, no, no, no. Wait, let's see what we really have here. Yeah. We have Joe Burrow. He's coming off an injury. He looks good. He's got Jamar Chase. Like they have a pretty good defense. Like they could, don't tell me that they can't make it to the playoffs. That was the whole thing. Don't tell me they can't make it to the playoffs. And once I said that, Bengals fans were literally, (laughs) somebody's talking about us at the morning football table because they just aren't talked about. And I always go for the underdog. Mm -hmm. If you you were a good morning football fan, I was Saints. It's Chargers. Now I like the Seattle Seahawks. I, I yeah. like the teams that I just have a feeling are on the up. And the Bengals just were so impressive mm-hmm. and did their thing. And now we're just waiting. I mean, hopefully during this interview, Joe Burrow's going to get his big paycheck. Yeah, that'd be nice. We could, I, we're not going to break it on here because it's on table. You can break it on your show yeah. after this. Um, favorite moment of, of your career being able to like 
just be in the moment and, and be able to talk to these players or big games? Anything stick out to you? I, I mean, the, the bank, this team lost the Super Bowl, but that what a game. What oh a time gosh, at SoFi. Yeah. I got to be on the on the field in these cabana suites. I don't know how I got this. That I saw happened. Bieber in one. Were you with Justin Bieber? I was right next to him. I was with like That's Issa insane. Ray. And is that so when you like pinch yourself and you're like, what is yeah, going I was on? Just like, What's, <laughs> no, but I was more excited about like the mascot for the Bengals running around. I was so excited <laughs> and so heartbroken at the same time and the wrong color confetti fell. But it'll be that much sweeter, oh, God, you know, going ahead, hopefully. Cincinnati hasn't won a championship in 30 years, so Okay, please. well, I was born in Chicago, so. Okay. Okay. All right, sorry. Well. Uh, 85 was a long time before <laughs> you were in high school and before I was even born. My old old lady bones over here. <laughs> All right. This year's Bengals team, though, you mentioned Joe, Burry when, Joe Burrow when you became a fan of the Bengals, I guess you could say, yeah. or started rooting for them. He was coming off the injury then from his rookie year, coming off an injury now, but they have all these pieces. The defense still re- revamping each and every year. Um, predictions for this year? Or maybe you're not a predictions person, but vibe of this team. Vibe of this team is all business. Vibe of this team isn't what I'm seeing from other teams like Buffalo Bills who also have their hearts broken year in, year out. That seems a little more like they're trying not to think about it. But this Bengals team talking to Jamar Chase, we're confident. We feel good. Get your rest, Joe Burrow. Show up in week three or four or five. We got you. There's a really beautiful mentality here. uh, And I think they're just as good as every team in the AFC. And I love that they're not being talked about. Disclaimer. Zip it, Bengals. I don't want to hear Burrowhead. I don't want to hear the chirpiness. The tri- Just be quiet. Be un- under-assumed, undersell, and over-deliver. And smoke the cigars here in the AFC Championship after. game when they, when, after. They host, when they host. After. Well, I'm sure that'll uh, get some good some good numbers on Bengals Twitter. Last thing I'll ask you is uh, advice to an aspiring young journalist who wants to get in the business, maybe follow your footsteps, uh, lie, fib a little bit on the – on the resume or on the interview to get in that first door and just keep going, I'm assuming, right? I think there's always a way. I think yeah. that would be my advice. You have to think that there's always a way. Mm-hmm. Another thing I'm working on, I really am pretty negative. I'm a negative person. I'm mm-hmm. my, my self image. I'm insecure. I have a bunch of things that I'm working on and I've, realize in short order i'm talking two months i realized man my thoughts really do turn into things my if i think this way that will happen stop thinking this way Mm -hmm. so i i I would say that too don't be you know there was a point in my life where i was unstoppable yeah and i'm trying to get back to that that vibe so if you can just tell yourself write it down 10 times a day yeah i'm ideal i'm great I'm going to make this happen. That will sort of, you think it's just brainwashing yourself or something, but it really works. I would say that. I would say, just think that there's always a way. And then knock on the doors. You know how many doors I've slammed slammed in my face? I've got so many no's. We don't have so many no's. And then you get the one, I don't know, let me think about it. And then you're like, (gasps) and just, you know, and now I would say this, do it yourself. Now everyone, look at what you did. It's a grind. Every, it's sure, but everybody can sort of, if you have an idea, a concept, do whatever you can with your camera to try to make it happen. Awesome. Love the advice. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time to talk mental health. Up and Adams every weekday at 11. Weekday at 11, Amy. So you can check it on FanDuel TV, on the FanDuel app, and YouTube starting in September, which is amazing. <laughs> Go Bengals. And Huday, thank you so much, Thank Kay. you. Hey, you're really inspiring. So thank you for having me. I thank you very it. much. We'll see everybody right back here next week on The Mental Game. 
And that was an amazing conversation with Kay. I can't thank her enough for giving me some of her time. She is super busy right now on her training camp tour as she gets ready for the NFL season to kick off. Once again, you can catch her show every weekday, Monday through Friday on FanDuel and also on Up and Adams on YouTube starting in September. That was a really fun interview, and as you can tell, she's a Bengals fan, and I think we are going to speak it into existence when we say the Bengals... They're winning the Super Bowl this year. I'll cross my fingers. I know Kay's rooting for it, too. Once again, thanks for her for that awesome episode. Coming up next week, it is another surprise guest, and it's another music guest. The one hint I will give you, it is a DJ with Cincinnati ties. That is coming up next week, right back here on The Mental Game. (laughs) 